Hi, everybody. Stefan Molyneux from Free Domain Radio, back with the dynamic duo Diamond and Silk. And the last time we chatted about Donald Trump, which is a very positive and energizing uh, experience. Today, of course, uh, things seem to be getting a little hinky uh, in the U.S. Uh, you know, we've had two shootings recently. There was the shootings in Dallas of the cops uh, just today. There were 21 cops injured uh, at a riot slash rally in Minnesota. And I've watched um, what you guys have been doing talking about it. And uh, I really liked what you guys had to say. I thought we could get the message out at least to my audience because I thought it was really interesting about how you say like at the base, at the bottom of all of this stuff is a kind of fear that is being pumped up, I think, by the media, constantly focusing on this, you know, if we can twist it into a sort of black victim, white aggressor kind of narrative, you can sell some newspapers, but it feel it feels kind of like things are getting kind of crazy with that narrative uh, to the point where it's almost starting to feed on itself. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We noticed that the other morning when we woke up and we saw the left wing media spinning a story about a white cop shooting a black African-American. And so they actually showed it on TV where the African-American was dying. And then later on that night, it turned out that it wasn't a white cop. The cop was Asian. And then they try to throw the race in there. This is not about racism. This is about our police officers, some of them overreacting because of fear, fear, fear of doing their jobs, fear of black men, probably because of statistics. It may be because of black men killed their own uh, brothers and sisters in the streets. Mm -hmm. We don't know. So let's get to the root of the problem. You know, we can we can um, go out in the streets and march and fight. But what good is that doing? And what's so profound about all of this, the same people that's marching against the people were the same the same group of people protecting these people that's marching against them. So you got, for example, the Black Lives Matter movement out there marching in the streets, but they're marching against the same people that have to protect, protect them, them and that rip, five of them risk their lives all to protect them and their freedom of speech. That's right. You know, here in America, it is time for these groups Either you can come to the table and let's solve a problem yes. or go sit down. That's right. We're tired of them trying to wreak havoc on other people's lives. That's right. We know that there is their problems. Mm-hmm. Let's sit down and let's solve the problem. That's right. Instead of marching and, and killing our police yes. officers that protect and serve us and reaping havoc on other people's lives. That's right. Well, and it struck me, and you've probably been aware of this as well, maybe more so, that since Ferguson and since those riots, there has been fear on the part of police of getting involved in black-on-black issues or whatever. And what's happening, of course, is that there more murders and more killings and things seem to be kind of getting out of control. What was it recently in Chicago? 60 shootings in a weekend? 60 shootings in a weekend. I mean, I think you all need the the thin blue line a little bit and attacking that, which is keeping a lot of people safe, mm-hmm. just seems like a recipe for disaster. It, it really yeah. do. You know, and I spoke about that, what happened in Chicago. You may have sound, you may have saw on the news a small soundbite and that was the end that of it. That was it. Because that kind of story don't make money. Mm-hmm. What makes money for the left-wing media is when you say a white cop shoots a black male. Unarmed. Bonus that, points for Unarmed. 
Yeah, uh -huh, right, right, right. there you go. Uh -huh. uh huh. And that's what makes the money. But what they're doing is they're trying to divide us by race. Yes. There, if there's something bigger going on here, somebody is trying to divide and conquer us. And we, the American people, have to stand united. This is the United States, not the divided states. And a lot of times, our black uh, brothers and sisters need to also realize that. And within our community, we teach people how they can treat us when we treat our own fellow man the way we treat them. That's right. When you go out and you kill your brother or your sister and, and a white police officer come in to detain you or what have you, if you don't have a problem killing your own brother or sister, hey, he think you ain't going to have a problem killing him. So that line of fear is right there. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to be until we get to the root of the fear. Where it's of the problem from, of the problem mm -hmm. before we can even go and move, and move forward. forward. And nobody want to talk about the problem. All they want to stay stuck in is racism. Yes. They don't like us. They're yes. targeting us. The those men that, that that overreacted, those police officers that overreacted, I just say it's overreaction. I do not believe one bit that they are racist. They are not racist. Right. Those was men doing their jobs, and that was a mere of overreaction because of fear. Yeah. And it's so sad in our country now. The citizens don't trust the police, and the police don't trust the citizens. That's and right. we got to get back to trust. Yeah. And another thing, mm -hmm. when we're dealing with these police officers, we have to know how to deal with them. Because sometimes you may not think something is a threat, and it is a threat. Right. You may move your hand like this, and you may not realize it's a threat, right. and it's a threat. Yeah. So we have to, we, we got to, it's all about understanding, talking to each other. Yes. Hearing it from every point of view, and not picking sides. Let's just call it like we see it. That's so right. we can address this problem, heal this problem, yes. and unite our country. Exactly. Well, and I, very well said. And I, I think you were talking earlier, they said, well, there's some fear of young black men because of statistics. And I've talked about that on this show before. What's the kind of stuff you guys are talking about that uh, may be making uh, people or cops just a little more nervous than otherwise they would be? Well, here's the deal. You know, when cops look at the statistics or about, you know, the crime rate in the black community, I can see how they can be a little bit afraid. Mm -hmm. Or whenever you're looking at the news and they're reporting something that a black male have done, look at how they line them up. They 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 make them look like monsters right. on TV, like they're they're really bad people. And even look at the one that's running for president, Hillary Clinton, when she called our black man men super predators. predators. That's right. That's right. Like they were some kind of animal. Yes. And the media spin that. Yes. You know, black people are not animals. No. They're black people. They're African-American people. Right. And I believe that they want to thrive. Exactly. But we need, we need better community leaders. We yes. need new ones. These ones that we got like the Al Sharptons and the Jesse Jacksons, they need to go somewhere and sit down sit because they down. are part of the problem. Yes. No, what they've done, they've exploited exactly. the black community. They've That's exploited right. us and they played on us and they pulled at the heartstrings yes. and they tried to make the African-American community victors. Yes. Victims. victims. We're not victims. That's we right. are victorious. That's right. So there is a problem. If there's a problem, how do we move forward? And yes. then for my black brothers and sisters, how do we keep it where we're not stopped by the police? Exactly. Where they don't even yes. have to pull us over yes. and they don't have to interact. Because me being a black woman, exactly. I can't tell you the last time I've been pulled by a police officer. Right. Because I try to follow the law to the fullest. That's, That's right. me. That's right. And we as a black, a black America, we really need to stop segregating our own selves from the process of being a regular American. 
Mm. You know, I hear the word minorities, meaning less than. You know, stop calling me a minority. I am an American first. Right. And it's not until we as blacks come to the table of being an American first before we feel equal to our white counterparts. There you go. And we also need to stop staying stuck in the pain of our ancestors. That's right. Because mm. we ain't never picked cotton. No. We don't know what it feels like to live on no plantation. Right. I, I, it's, it's crazy. Yes. And, and see, but but you know what? It's how you're raised. Exactly. And it's, it's sad that sometimes some of your family members may put stuff in, in these young people's mind right. that, woe is me. It's going to be hard out here for you. Listen, listen, listen. Listen. I believe we could be a better society. I believe we could be a better country. I believe we could be better as people. Yes. But we have to listen to each other. Yes. Let's talk about it. And, mm-hmm. and listen, the truth ain't going to always be pretty. That's right. The truth is going to make some feel queasy or uneasy. But the truth is what's going to set us all free. That's right. It really is. You know- and it's funny, you're just talking about letting the pain of the past go. It just crossed my mind that when I was a kid, my, my cousins were German. Now, I grew up in England. My cousins were German. So their parents were bombing my parents, like big bombs, destroying uh, cities and, and all of that. And then when my cousins came over, I was instructed to find a way to be friends with them. Even though I'd grown up in this, you know, where there was this terrible war, the Germans were bombing us and so on. That was pretty recent. And that caused the deaths of like tens and tens of thousands of people. I found a way to be friends with the offspring of the people who'd bombed my parents. And uh, this challenge of trying to get things into the rear view so that we can focus on connection in the present. You know, there's always stuff in the past that we can use to distance ourselves from each other. And that's a never-ending game. But it's, that's what's happening right, right now, right. though. That's what the media is doing that's right what now. They're, the narrative that they're pushing. Now, now, guess what? We all have white friends. Yes. All of our white friends have black, black friends. friends. Yes. So that puts them in a hard place. When you listen to the media, it's like we got to be divided. No, right. we, listen, listen. Our country, we don't want to be sitting up here divided. No. But we want this media to stop pushing this narrative. Yes. A white cop kills a black boy like the white cop got out seeking out black people to kill. That's a lie. That's a narrative that they're pushing. And they have to stop that. The media bear responsibility in this. And they have to stop pushing that narrative. And then we got to come to the table. You know, they downplay how we now take and interview police officers for these jobs. Mm -hmm. It used to be where you have to pass extensive background checks. Now they've lowered the standard yeah, or mental. Uh-huh, or, and go through okay. mental evaluations. Mm-hmm. And now they're lowered the standards because some of our officers can't pass those, you know, those type of background checks. Mm-hmm. But what they're going to have to do, they're going to have to reevaluate. Yes. And they're going to have to rid the system of these cops that are afraid of people, yeah. that are afraid to do their jobs, mm-hmm. that should not be holding a badge or a gun. Yes. They, because yeah. those type of cops make our good officers that love their job, that love doing their job. And that's doing it by the book. That's, that's doing, doing it by it right. the book, make them look bad. Mm-hmm. And it's not it's not fair to paint all officers with one broad brush because we know we have a lot of them that's out right. there that really protect and serve and look out for us. Exactly. Well, there's a pretty strong union that I think protects some of the bad apples. The same thing happens, as you know, in the teachers' union. But you had this great, if you give me this analogy, which I thought was fantastic, uh, about don't take a job if you're scared of spiders. I, I thought that was just a. Can you can you just give me give me that riff because that was that was great. <laughs> but you don't have any spiders, do you? Because like I'm not I'm not a fan of spiders. So 
Mm-mm. But let's say if they say diamond, you are over the spiders and you have to protect the spiders and you have to look out for them. Well, I am afraid of spiders. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I'm going to have is my can of ray and my floss water mm-hmm. just in case they come at me. Right. So if I can't protect those spiders, I don't need to do that job if I'm afraid of them. Right. It don't make me a bad person. Yeah. That's just not what I do. Mm-hmm. So people are going to have to stop trying to just do a job just to say I'm doing a job to right. get a check. Mm-hmm. You better serve because that's what you love to do. Right. And when you love to do that, you will prote- You will be like those five officers down there in Dallas yes. that risk their lives protecting yes. the same people yes. that's their protest protesting against, against them. them. It's, it's, right. You will be like that. And that gave me chills because... Yeah. Those people, them yeah. five, look at them five. them five. And all of the all of the officers around the world yes. that really truly love yeah. doing their job. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just and, and another thing that people need to also realize is that the same people that you're in the street marching against are the same people you keep voting for. Right. You're voting for the same system that have this system in place. Absolutely. And you wonder why you're still broke, mm-hmm. why you're still poor, why you're still unemployed, why you're still on the corner waiting on somebody to drop some cheese in your hand. You wonder why you're still there doing that because you keep voting for the same system that has you there. Uh-huh. And this is the system, the democratic system. This is the system. It's been up under them for the past seven years. I've never in my life seen this much violence play out on TV and in live time, real time. Yes. And it infuriates me and it needs to stop. Yeah. And that's exactly why we're voting for someone like Donald J. Trump. That's right. Come in and clean up the system. He gave a beautiful statement the other day. We got problems and we got to work on fixing these problems. Together. Together. And unity. We got to unite. And that's what our mission is. We're going to unite this country That's is what right. we're going to do. Yes. One, one hand at a time. That's right. We don't care if you're black, white, or blue, red. Yes. We don't care. Well, and we, we talked about this last time, the degree to which you had this great phrase, which people emailed us a lot saying how powerful it was, the democratic plantation, right? So the idea that, you know, the Donald Trumps of this world, by limiting illegal immigration, by simplifying the tax system, by doing that, which is going to help create jobs, is going to move people off the couch into the factory or wherever, right? Whereas, of course, the Democrats want to give you just enough to keep you dependent, not enough that you can actually escape the system, just enough to keep you dependent so that you'll keep returning back to the trough and vote for them to keep that drip of welfare going. Absolutely. That's that's what we call handing you the crumbs. Yep. You keep voting for a system that keeps handing you the crumbs. Yes. That's just like, you know, the current administration. Obama, they got the Obama fall. Mm-hmm. So people would prefer to keep voting for the same system that's going to hand them an Obama phone. But you know what? You got people waking up. I tell you what. Yes. I don't need your Obama phone. Give us a good job and we can go buy our own phone. And maybe right. we can get minutes on them. Yes. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So people are starting to wake up. Yes. But this is what we're talking about when they handing you crumbs, crumbs, baby. When you can have a whole cake and, and sit down and have your slice of it. And I, call, don't it, realize I call it the slave man mentality. It's, yes, it's a slave time mentality. For that. It's time. We got to move this country right. forward. People are going to have to get up. We're yes. going to have to do this together. together. And I know we can do this together. I know we, I know can. we can do this together. Yes. But we cannot let them divide us. We cannot let yes. them conquer us. That's right. This is the United States, not, not the, the divided United state. States. And we are one race, and that's, that's the human, human race. race. And all of our lives matter all here. Of Every one of us. Even My, our um, And I've, I've put so much thought into this. It's ridiculous. And I, I keep going around in circles. But... It's such a nasty thing to do, right, to sort of say, ah, you know, there's some ambiguous situation. We're going to portray this heroic black man gunned down execution style by some evil white racist. I mean, it's such a – I mean, if it was true, of course, then guy go to jail or whatever, right? But 
without the facts to to create this kind of story. It's so inflammatory. It's so destructive. It makes so many people hate each other. Why do they do it? Help me, ladies. Give me give me your wisdom. I kneel before you. Why are they doing this? Because listen, money, advertisement, yeah. control, sponsorship mm-hmm. to control your mind. That's right. They pull at the heartstrings. They know people yes. gonna be out in the streets acting a yes. fool and talking about it. Mm-hmm. They know, and they know that nobody will ever come up with a solution. That's right. They will keep bickering and blaming. It's your back fault. No, forth. it's your fault. Yes. And we'll be back and forth. Yes. And then this will die down. Mm-hmm. And a few months later, something else spark it and it get That's bigger. Right. You know, if you don't address the problem, the problem get bigger. Yeah. It gets bigger because nobody want to address the issue. Yeah. If officers are afraid of people, why are they afraid of people? That's if people right. are afraid of officers, why is that? Yes. And how can we rebuild back the trust yes. where we both, both yes. of us, we trust each other again? Yes. And a lot of times they do this here, Diamond, so that your attention will be taken on to where you're fighting against each other or fighting against uh, uh, the opposition, where they can take and write policies and laws and these rules where you don't even get to see them when they write this stuff and implement it and put it in place where it'll benefit them yeah. and not the people. Right, because you don't see it because you're You don't bickering. see it because you're, you're arguing. Bickering. You're in the streets fighting. That's right. You, it's, it's crazy. They it's crazy. Keep you over and what thing. I want to yes. tell people is, I don't think we should be marching in the streets. We've no. already marched. No, 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 no. I think we should now sit down and have the real conversation. Mm-hmm. What goes on in the African-American community? What goes on with our policing and the way they think? Right. We pro- People need to be retrained as to how to interact with the police. Yes. We really do. We need to know what to do, what not to do. Because sometimes people think that they're not doing anything wrong and it could be a threat or look like a threat towards the officer. So we're going to have to work this out. We're going to have to do this together. Together we're going to have to do this. And especially if a lot of our uh, our black sisters and brothers, but Americans want your voices to be heard. Your voice can't be heard through your feet. Right. You're just out there marching, pumping up your fist. People are not listening to what you're saying when they hear you march. They are afraid. Yes. Uh When I see you marching, I'm thinking of military. I'm thinking of army. So I'm Mm -hmm. thinking you come in a fight. Mm -hmm. But if we can come to the table and see what is the proper protocol to get to the proper person so that we can sit here and talk about these Mm -hmm. different policies that's being implemented to take and benefit certain people, but not benefit all people. Right. How can we do that and start that dialogue? But as long as we sit here and bicker back and forth and throw blame, no, it's you, no, it's him, then we're going to stay stuck gonna right stay there stuck. in the fight. And we'll never get to this good thing called the American dream. Right. And I don't see, you know, looking at it from up here in Canada, that's not actually snow. That's just what, you know, people think. But looking at it from up here in Canada, ladies, one of the things that strikes me is, you know, the big challenge is to try and get the African-American man back into the African-American family. Because that is a huge problem. As you know, we've got this terrible cycle of incarceration followed by not being able to get a good job, followed by baby mamas, followed by kids growing up, particularly sons, without – funny when I say that, right? Uh, but, uh, but with sons growing up without fathers, without masculine role models, and they then drift towards gangs. And there's this terrible cycle and this illegitimacy. What is it? Over 70 percent now and so on. I don't see how the marching and the rage against the cops is going to find a way to invite – the, uh, the the black man into the black family where I think that's got to be a, a key part of, of moving forward. You are absolutely right. Positively but you right. know what? The black people going to have to sit down and be like, wait a minute. 
Now, we bear a little bit of responsibility because we are the black men. Mm-hmm. Why are we having babies out of wedlock mm-hmm. without the black, the fathers? That's because, right. Because, you know, I'm sorry, without fathers. Mm-hmm. We, we got to really, we got to get back there. Yeah. There is no way. And this is this is real talk. And I know people probably going to get upset. And, oh, well, they always be upset with Diamond. Mm-hmm. But there is no way that you can have children and not have I just feel like, you know, we were raised with both parents. Thank right. God we were luckily. We were mm-hmm. raised with both of our parents. Yeah. When it comes to raising these boys, these boys need daddies. Yeah. You want to look at out there and see why our boys are running amok and they don't know they can't they find hurt. their way and they're hurt. They're they pain. need a father. Yeah. They need daddy to show them some things. Yeah. But how can daddy show them some things when people like Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton backed it, signed crime bills into law yes. to have them locked up for doing no more than smoking a little ounce of marijuana. Mm-hmm. And they still locked up today yes. for that. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So that hurt the black community. Yes. It really did. So what, how do we move this thing forward? Yeah. We, as black people, we got to start having a serious conversation. We we I mean, we got, to, we got to stop always wanting to be the, the chief and learn how to... Be an Indian and just listen. Listen. We got to listen That's now. That's right. Because there's a lot going on in the African American And the community. family union. The family unit is broken. Right. The family unit is broken. Let me say it again. The family unit is broken. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the guys that do go, that have gone to jail, um, a lot of them because of this crime bill that Bill Clinton signed and Hillary Clinton uh, supported. They went to jail. They did their time. They did the crime. They did their time. They're out of jail. Now they can't get a job because that's against their records. So that makes that man feel less than. Mm -hmm. That makes them feel less than and they don't want to be a part of the family unit. You know, all of this here has been a setup. We can go way back to roots, but it's all been a setup here. And what we... As, as as Diamond and Silk, that's why we're outspoken. We have to let people see and let them know it's a new day. Right. You don't have to stay stuck right here in the rut of what they want you all to believe. You can now have better mm-hmm. today. You can, you can achieve better than what you've ever had, mm-hmm. but you have to get off your seat and do nothing, get in the way of what's going on, but you can't do that out there in the street marching. That's right. And you can't do that. Throwing up your fist. You can't do you can't And be being mad at all of the police that That's didn't right. do anything to you. That's right. That's not how we saw it. don't work like that. And you're not going to get a job doing that. That's right. Yeah, and I mean, one of the great tragedies is looking sort of back through the tunnel of history. I mean, there are these incredible stories of, of African-American slaves crossing three states to, to find their family to reunite and, you know, the black and and white um, divorce rates or family breakup rates were pretty similar, like 50, 60, 70 years ago. And then the black family started to fall apart. The white family is like one generation behind falling apart. And it seems to me as the families, as the women realize or feel that the men become less stable, they just inevitably turn to the government and the government becomes the provider. And that just seems to be a recipe for this kind of cycle to escalate until somebody steps in and stops it. Right. And that's a setup. That's a setup. That's the setup. And and so so you won't fall into the setup. You got to catch yourself and see this is a setup, so I don't need to do this. That's right. I'm going to have to bear some responsibility. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to make sure I look out for myself. Yes. And when I and I'm not going to just have all of these children yeah. out of wedlock when I have no means of taking care of. Them. And the key That's thing, responsibility. And the key thing to listen for is whenever you have the Democrats want to give you everything for free. 
Sugar ain't for free. That's right. They're not going to give you everything. And they're going to give you the bare minimum. Just the bare minimum. That's what they're going to do. Just enough just to say, okay, I did yeah. something. Yeah. And just enough so you make decisions that trap you in that, like having kids without fathers around so that then you have to keep voting for these policies and programs. So you make these decisions and you get kind of cornered, right? It becomes yeah. tough to change your life around. It's the there you setup. go. There it's you the go. Setup. But you know what? We gonna have to. That's why Diamond and Silk is here. Yes. We gonna have to have the conversation exactly on both sides, and it's gonna be people on both sides upset. But at the end of the day, we gonna come out with a solution, oh my goodness, and yes. everybody's gonna be happy. That's right. All right. Well, thanks for your time, ladies. I just wanted to give you the opportunity because, um, if I understand this rightly, you're somewhat in favor of Donald Trump. Uh, reading between the lines, just trying to figure that out. You don't have the hats on. Donald Trump. That is going to be, he is going to be the 45th president, president of the United States. Okay, so so give give my audience the, the, the reasons, the speech, and, and feel free to, you know, get full fist pumping if you want. Well, listen, Donald Trump is a job creator, yes. a good negotiator, and a good motivator. That's right. He is going to unite this country. He is going to bring back spirit. Yes. He is going to have us all thriving again. Uh -huh. And you want to get out when you vote? You want to vote for Donald J. Trump. He is going to be the 45th president of the United States. And also keep in mind that every day at 1121 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, we pray. We pray for our future president. We pray for this country. We pray for the world at every day at 1121 a.m. Eastern Standard. And the reason why we do that is because whenever Donald Trump announced that he was running for president at 1121 a.m. Eastern Standard, that's the exact time he announced it. So every day, mm -hmm. we don't care what we are doing, we stop and we pray at that particular time because we know that the land will be healed by the grace of God. Well, I feel I feel the spirit there, ladies. Thanks so much for your time. I hope we can do it again. And um, I really appreciate that we can have these kinds of conversations. I do think they do the world an enormous amount of good. And thanks again. Thank you Thank for having you. us.